0: The following program has been pre-recorded. This week on Belonging, we'll talk to Camden Diver, a student at Belmont University. She talks about her witness to the faith, searching for a vocation.
1: You know, kind of the possibilities are all out there for whatever it is that you want to do.
0: And being there for people in need.
1: I didn't want to go. I was like, I know what, that these mission trips are just, you know, a big Instagram post. You know, I'm constantly trying to practice humility because I know it's something that I struggle in. And I, in my head, was like, okay, this is the opposite of practicing humility. Um, But through talking with friends, through. University Catholic who have gone on mission trips yeah. and who have had that experience and they're like, no, it's so
2: much more than an Instagram post. You don't even know. Yes, yeah.
0: This week on Belonging, next on WBOU, Nashville Catholic Radio.
2: This program is made possible by the generous donations of Jeannie and Bill School, members of Christ the King Parish in Nashville, and by a grant from the Cook Foundation. Take advantage of the many opportunities for young people in the Nashville Diocese to connect and find belonging. Like University Catholic, a community of college-age students who are serious about their faith and unite in fellowship and friendship to deepen their personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Go to universitycatholic.org to find out more. You can also connect with young Catholics like you by attending events like Summit Music City. It's a night of music followed by adoration and reconciliation. It's free and open to young people of all faiths. Go to soundscatholic.com. Or try Theology on Tap, where you can gather with other people in their 20s and 30s like you who want to learn more about their faith while enjoying a beverage together. Join Theology on Tap Nashville on Facebook for events and times.
0: Welcome to Belonging on Nashville Catholic Radio. We're a show that provides guidance to young adults as they journey through life and continue to grow in their faith. Uh, Father Gervon, the chaplain at University Catholic joins us each week. And my name is Zach Jansen. I'm a 24 year old living in Middle Tennessee and here to go through life with you. Our guest this week is Miss Camden. Diver, a student at Belmont University and a lifelong uh, participant here uh, and University Catholic, just growing in her faith, uh, representative of Ohio here, representing the state. She's real proud of that. Uh, so Camden, thanks for being on the show today.
1: Oh my gosh, thanks for having me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, for those who don't know uh, who you are familiar, tell us a little bit about yourself, wh- where you're from and where you're at right now on college.
1: Yeah, for sure. So like Zach said, my name is Camden Diver and I am very proud from OHIO. Um, my hometown is which is close to Cleveland. So I've always been a fan of music growing up. And so Belmont was very much on my radar when I was looking in colleges to go to because I've always been just super passionate about music. So currently I'm a junior. I'm a commercial music major with a business emphasis. So my degree's is kind of like half music, half business. So yeah, but love and life, love and my faith as I get to grow in it with University Catholic.
0: Here. Tell us what commercial music means. Right. to someone who doesn't who's not familiar tell them what the idea of that major is and what a possible goal of someone as a commercial music major and we'll get the
1: yeah. um so commercial music is basically you know music that makes money music that you hear on the radio, music that you pull up on Spotify basically any money that you know, has some sort of commercial value to it. So this is pop, rock, country. Um, And so most students who go through the commercial music program aspire to be artists, Hmm. um, which can kind of go many different ways. Some people are singer-songwriters. Some people are just studio musicians. Um, You know, kind of the possibilities are all out there for whatever it is that you want to do. And, of course, being right in the heart of Tennessee, or right in the heart of Nashville, Hmm. sorry, um, you know, you have all of those possibilities just right there, right in your backyard, being right downtown.
0: Well, it's nice that you have that, that goal in mind that you have something you want to achieve. And I remember a father telling me he wanted to get involved in Christian rock, but it just kind of fell through. It just <laughs> didn't work You know, out.
3: I can sing. It's not good, but I can do it. <laughs>
0: Here you are in, in college now, and, and obviously a real testament to your faith. I was able to know you a few years uh, in college over there at Belmont. And what, what what was that like for you growing up, just following the Catholic faith? Was that something that you— you grew up with naturally in your family and continued in college?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I have always grown up Catholic. um, And my family, like, we've always been super passionate about our faith, going to Mass every single Sunday, um, you know, celebrating the Eucharist in all of his joys. Um, But one of the things is that I didn't really feel like I had a whole lot of community within the church. Mm. Um, It was kind of just something that I had with my family and only my family. Um, You know, when we had youth groups back at home, it would be very much like, we're so excited you're here. Now go invite other people. Because
0: there's not a lot of people that go. I th- right. I can tell you that in Tennessee, it was the same thing.
1: Right, exactly. And it, Which is really interesting in Akron because if you go downtown, there's a Catholic church on literally every single block. Oh, dang. Yeah, oh,
3: that's a big
0: one.
1: It's bigger than you think, yeah. Um. And so, like, in coming to college, I didn't really know what I wanted out of my faith. I was mm. kind of in a spot where I'm like, okay, like, I guess I know what my faith is and it's just going to always kind of fit in that little square on Sundays. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. I can focus on my music. I can focus on making friends. You know, I always wanted to join a sorority um, and get involved in different things on campus, um, which I was able to do, but I remember going to move in mass my freshman year. (laughs) Um, What's that, Camden? What's that? So um, every year when freshmen move into campus in the fall, um, university Catholic hosts a mass over the weekend, um, usually on Saturday night, Um, And it was just a really cool way that, like, my parents and I went, and it was cool to realize that there actually was a Catholic organization on campus, um, you know, where I could get plugged into going to Mass every Sunday. I could get involved in different events and stuff like that. And it was kind of one of those things, like, I went to that Mass, and I was super excited, and then— it kind of fizzled out for a second because I was like, oh, okay, I have all these other 8 million groups I want to join and different things I want to do when I first joined as a freshman. Um, but my first event was Sunday Supper, um, which is a meal, a home-cooked meal put on every Sunday before Mass um, that we all share together as a community, as a college community. And just immediately seeing the passion of people my age mm. about their faith, it like kind of totally you know, rattled my world a little bit. I was like, wait, I can be excited about this. <laughs> you know, it doesn't have to just fit in this little, you know, hour of, you know, being in mass and participating in mass. Like it can be something that I'm excited about every single day of the week. People just continued to reach out to me and continued to encourage me in my faith. I just kept coming back. And now I can't imagine what my college experience would be like without University Catholic. So,
0: wow. Yeah, yeah. I think. When you talk about being in that box, I always laugh, Father, when you mentioned a lot of people Sundays just for maybe going to 50 minutes of Mass and then cut, you're just cutting the grass That's and that's all Sunday is. But do you think that, that move in Mass, that first experience, is that like a, a total tipping point as far as which, which way people will lean in college? I guess like right at the beginning is when your parents aren't holding your hand anymore. Do you see people making the, those decisions, Father, as far as like this is going to be a part of my life or... I can put it on the back burner now that my parents aren't watching me.
3: Yeah, I think that is like, you know, have a little bit of everything. You know, some people come to college with like a understanding of faith and it is not something that I do about who I am. You know, if we don't know what the faith is, we we don't know, uh, you know, what who Jesus is. Because a lot of times in, there is one difference between knowing about Jesus and knowing Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, because a lot of people, yeah, of course we know, you know, like, Pretty much everybody knows about Jesus. You now this guy who you know lived on earth two thousand years ago and this but do we know him? Do we know his voice? Do we know his words? Do we know his you know works in our life? So that's what we invite people to and then we go back, you know, to university Catholic uh uh um uh, statement, you know, it's proposed Jesus Christ informed his disciples. Mm. You know, and then, like, you know, Kim is in the leadership. He, she heard that many times. And then, you know, like, we have to propose Jesus Christ. Why? Because somebody proposed Jesus Christ for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then when we propose, we don't stop. Only then. And then we form people. Because sometimes people are not well formed. I mean, we are not, you know, we are not fully formed. So we need to be formed as well. Mm-hmm. And then the colleges that, you know, it, is, you know, and I think that there are two things that every freshman will struggle with. Eating and sleeping. Yes. But if you really pay attention, that's kind of the two things that you are really limited in your parents' house.
0: Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
3: You
0: know, Cameron, your thoughts were you disappointed did you discipline yourself you think like self-control yeah
1: well I was very lucky to grow up as the youngest in my house and to have two sisters that were significantly older than me um, they're six and eight years older than me and so kind of getting like that you know wider perspective of like okay these are kind of like some expectations I can have of this you know life transition this new you know college thing mm-hmm. um you know and these are you know some ways like I can learn from the mistakes that they made and take their advice and all of that good stuff so I feel like freshman Fifteen scared the crap out of me, <laughs> so yeah. I definitely took advantage of the fit rec and all of that good stuff. Um, so. I feel like, you know, certain things I was definitely prepared for. Um, I think there were lots of things that, like, nobody can really prepare you for, though, you know, as far as, like, you know, waking up in the middle of the night and being like, oh, shoot, am I in the right major? Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing with my life? You know, and all of those sorts of things. Um, And then I think especially, you know, in regards to faith, you know, really praying about what vocation is, you know, and, like, is it something that, you know, that do I need to explore a different avenue that I've never explored before? Or is this where the Lord is calling me to? And I think those are the kinds of things like we have like those funny transitions of like, okay, don't overeat, get enough sleep, you know, do your homework. But like, there are some deeper life things that happen in this period of time that I feel like we don't really talk about, you know, because it is so personal what happens to each person as far as what they're going through. And I think um I always think of the classic, like when you first get there as a freshman, you feel like everybody has a friend except for you. Like mm-hmm. you're the only one who doesn't know anybody. And yet what you don't realize is that every single person is going through their own transition and thinking the exact same thing. Ooh, every person around me has a friend and I don't know anybody yet. And so, um, I think that's one of the unique things about University Catholic is that we can come together about like those deeper personal questions that are happening and, and, you know, talk about them, process through them together and pray through them and get closer to Christ in all of those questions, in all of those concerns. Um, you know, which is a gift that I feel like not a lot of you know, people really think of when they think of college, they mm. don't really think of those bigger questions. They think of that being an after college thing, but why not think of them now? You know, mm. why not get closer to Christ now? Why wait?
0: Wow. Speaking of uh, waking up in the middle of the night and not knowing what you want to do with the rest of your <laughs> life, which I think some people do or all of us, uh, what, what, what were your, what are your initial thoughts on that? Are you, are you 21 or 22? I'm or, 21. Twenty yes. one. Okay. I mean, what, what are your thoughts like as far as seeing you know, about the, that vocation, obviously with, with career, maybe, follow music or singing uh, do you also feel that as far as that next step did you have your older sisters for guidance would they follow like marriage as far as their vocation or? yeah
1: so both of my sisters actually just recently got married oh, um, yeah which is kind of fun yes um and i think it's definitely one of those things that like kind of the hometown i grew up in like you just kind of like you know go to college get married have kids move back home like and it's great but i remember like the first time like coming to school here and like somebody dropped the word vocation and I, and I literally thought to myself, I'm like, am I the dumbest person in the world? I don't know what this word vocation means. Yeah. And I literally had to look it up. My phone knows that I'm Catholic <laughs> at this point. Yeah. And so it, like, immediately led me to different, like, vocation talks that were online, you know, through Seek and Focus and <laughs> different um, such groups. And I, like, ended up, like, starting watching some of them. And I remember being like, oh, my gosh, whoa, there's so much more out there than I – like, I never even considered, you know, like, religious life and things like that. And I remember coming to school, and um, as soon, once I got plugged into University Catholic and making friends and stuff like that... Um, I got even more confused because I had some friends when we would talk about vocation, some friends say like, oh, Sister Camden, like, I can't wait to see you in the sisterhood, you know. And then I would have other, you know, girls say like, oh, my gosh, I can't wait for you. You're going to be a great mother one day. And, you know, just kind of always in my head, I'm like, ah, what does this mean? Like, there are all these different directions that my heart is being pulled into. And um, I actually had a talk with one of our focus missionaries. um, And we were talking and one of the things she said was like, Ultimately, one of the greatest gifts of looking at vocation, and studying vocation is having appreciation for all of the vocations and seeing the beauty in all of it. You know, even if it's not that vocation that you're called to. And so, like, as I've been praying, as I've been, you know, growing deeper in my faith, I found that I think I'm more called to marriage and motherhood. Mm -hmm. but. Man, there is such beauty in religious life that I never even knew was there, you know. Um, But you came to
0: appreciate it was the the beauty of it.
1: Absolutely. And it's something that I know, you know, going into school, I knew nothing about. I knew absolutely nothing about. And I was like, no, that's not for me. I'm not going to be, you know, because you see on TV, like nuns are always pictured as like super strict and super like no sense of humor, like no talking. And I'm like. I'm loud. I don't (laughs) like I I sing like I can't just be like silent and and angry like that all the time. But of course, that's not the case at all.
0: Um, What kind of guidance have you given father to people, uh, young men or women thinking? I guess that's beautiful to say to to appreciate each for each what each calling for what it is. But have you had people deciding between left and right as far as which way should I go?
3: Yeah, I think everybody has that, you know, that sense of, oh, what am I, you know, what is God calling? And I think that's the big thing. It's not necessarily what I want to do, but what is God calling me to to be, you mm-hmm. know, that sense of God is calling me to be someone, mm. Mm. you know, and God calls us since our conception, you know, that's why, you know, this whole pro-life thing that we believe, you know, that, you know, as soon beginning of, you know, beginning of life comes with conception and in that moment of our conception. We really, God has chosen us. You know, Isaiah said, you know, God has uh, our names written in his palms and all that stuff, you know, but it is, you know, God loves us in that moment. And he really has chosen us to something. Well, father, how about if I never discover, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. how about, Mm -hmm. are you going to be, am I, am I going to be unhappy? No, but the fullness of, of your life, the fullness of your of your happiness is when you follow God's will. Yeah. You know, and, and if we when we do this is like, well, if God is calling me to be a sister and I decide to get married, am I gonna go to hell? <laughs> probably not because of that. And you know, if you don't change your ways of life probably you will, you know. But that's a common worry, but it's yes, still good. But it, it's good, yeah. yeah. It's just like you're not gonna be fully happy because you're not going to be able to be fully yourself mm, mm-hmm. because God created yourself to be X. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. but it's like, it's like, and, and it goes like, and we talked about this before, it's a calling from God and an answer for men. If you don't answer, you know, it's just like a phone that it calls and, you know, they answer you, you know. Yeah. Send yeah. you the mailbox. That's
0: better than any Google search we could have yes. gotten a couple <laughs> of years ago. But that's true. That's what's kind of keeping people up at night, I think, I was wondering. A lot of people think they have, have it decided tomorrow, but it's obviously like a a, a yearly,
3: a daily decision, a, a choice, really. It to, is. It's a choice do. that you have to do every day, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's not that, you know, uh, almost like, you know, the, the 12 steps. On the AA, you know, and all that stuff. Like, what can I do today? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you know, it's just like, like, okay, so what is God calling me to be today?
1: Yeah.
3: Well, God is calling me to be holy because that's anybody's who's baptized uh, a calling.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: How am I going to do this? going to mass, praying, you know, doing the little things that I'm, you know, go to school, you know, make sure that you study well, make sure that, mm-hmm. and that's how you are going to be holy today. Mm. And then, you know, but how, oh, what is going to be, we don't know. We don't know what is going to happen in five years. I mean, a year ago this time, if you say that we were going to be on this craziness that we are with, you know, coronavirus and COVID you know, that's how I was like, no, it's crazy. I mean, mm-hmm. we were literally in Peru. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you so know, that's what yeah.
0: I wanted to transition to next, when I to talk about choices of where to go. Did you ever think you'd be in... Did you go together, right? Yeah, we mm-hmm. went was together. Was it in 2019 or 2020? I don't even know. 2020, It was, 2020, 2020. Yes. It was literally... Really? We
1: were on the trip and got the email in the middle of the week from Belmont saying, pack your stuff up and leave. And I'm the, like, I'm in South The America.
0: pandemic <laughs> had started? Yeah, yeah, there was
3: March. So we left here beginning of March. So we had two groups, one from Vanderbilt, one from Belmont. So the Vanderbilt group came... Home and then the the Belmont Group went to to Peru, and I mean it was like f- everybody was freaking out because yeah. first of all they said okay you're gonna have a two week spring break because nobody knew what to do you know mm-hmm. it was like okay two week spring break what we do is like I don't know let's you know come down <laughs> <we'll figure laughs> out. the good thing is like we were literally five minutes from the airport so I was yes. like if we need to leave. We are five minutes we in the airport and I you know I got my credit card from the diocese. like I can buy everybody tickets and it's just gonna you know but I, we didn't know but thanks be to God we spent the whole week yes what were you all originally doing
0: there what was the purpose of the trip is it was the spring so spring break.
1: Yeah, so it was a spring break mission trip, which it was actually personally my first mission trip ever, domestically or internationally. The best one. The best. It was so good. Um, Yeah, and it was just, it was a wonderful opportunity because I feel like I had a bad stigma of mission trips going into it because I've had the experience of, you know, friends posting on Instagram and Facebook being like, oh, look at all the good I did. And I'm like, that seems to defeat the purpose of the mission trip, like it shouldn't mm. be about putting a spotlight on yourself.
3: <laughs> that your right hand doesn't know what your left right, hand is doing. You sinners!
1: Oh my gosh! Yeah. Well, and I feel like we've all kind of had that experience, like where we've seen, like, hold on a second, this doesn't really make sense. Like, aren't you there to serve, not to like get attention, right? And I remember, I I literally went on the trip purely out of peer pressure. Um,
0: Wait, you, know, you didn't? Have, did you want to go, or did someone told you to go?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't. I didn't want to go. I was like, I know what that these mission trips are just you know a big Instagram post and I'm, I'm too
3: not... cool for that <laughs> wow.
1: well it was something to me that I was like you know I'm constantly trying to practice humility because I know it's something that I struggle in and I in my head was like okay this is the opposite of practicing humility um, but through talking with friends through University Catholic who have gone on mission trips Damn. and who have had that experience and they're like no it's so much more than an Instagram post you don't even know yes yeah,
3: Father is going to be posting your face
0: on yeah, Instagram he, which he but... does
1: he definitely will that's
0: awesome What's the, what's the language in Peru? Spanish. 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 Yes. Uh, what, what about the food? Did that scary at all? Oh, no, it was so no good. No McDonald's, right? Yeah.
3: <laughs> no, actually, they had McDonald's and all that stuff.
0: Really? Like, yeah. But other than that, it was really good. It was really
1: good. Yeah. Which I mean, I feel like that—that's one of the things. If you're going to travel, you have to try the food. You can't be scared. Maybe I mean, it was I don't know funny. What we, good.
3: we got to this restaurant. And it was like, a, and then we got to this barbecue place. You know, we just ordered this thing, and I was like don't tell them what is this And they were like, yeah eating. father would
1: just order for us we, I mean, didn't, we yeah. got no choice
3: <laughs> so we ordered like came all kind of like chicken and beef and sausage and chorizo mm-hmm. and, Very nice. and, it was really good and, and like uh cow heart and this <laughs> and then they're like oh this is this good and they're like well i didn't wait and I, so, okay you ate cow heart and you, ate, you know <laughs> that kind of stuff but can I want to you know go back to you a little bit? I think that one of the things that why I do a lot of you know Facebook and stuff like that and mm-hmm. you know social media. One time I got in trouble because this lady came to me and said, "Father, you should be." I, I mean, you know my my, my my personal Facebook and my personal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Instagram, whatever, you know, but this lady was like, how dare you, you know, not be, you're supposed to be evangelizing in and this and, the, and like she chastised me in this and this and I was like, lady, do you understand? I'm not going to say, hey, here it is. I'm, I mean, you know, I'm going to do a selfie with this patient that is dying right now. Look at this. I went, you know, and annoyed. The, it, no. Yeah. And I feel it's like the whole thing is like, I'm a human being, you know, I you know I, 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 I'm normal, you know, mm-hmm. i I <laughs> You know, I like ice cream, you know, (laughs) and I'm going to post the ice cream. If you don't want to see that, don't follow me. It's okay. Oh, my God. You know, but but I think I heard yesterday I was in a a meeting, and I think they said something like there are people who go by giving and some people giving by going. Mm, mm Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, some people giving by going and other people going by giving. You know, so I think it's – Yeah. Allowed other people to know what we're doing, yeah. and, you know, and allowed other people just like, oh, this is the experience, and uh, you, you know, even our benefactors, you know, like you by supporting your university, can help those students to have that experience.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure, and I feel like it's one of those things that. Like, when it's not explained to you, and it's one of those things that it's just like, hey, give me money, like, so I can go on this trip. It's one of those things that, like, kind of plants bad stigma, which, again, something that I was, like, fully expecting going into the trip. But talking with um, focused missionaries and, of course, you and Kathleen and everybody else at University Catholic, um, really realizing that, like, Asking for donations of money is really just asking people to serve in a different way. Like, yes, you're the one physically going and doing, you know, whatever work is being done on the trip. But by somebody financially supporting you, like, they're allowing you to go and do that service. So in that way, like, they are serving they're right going alongside with, with you. Yeah. yeah. And it's something that, like, I never thought of it in that way before. And then it's, like, one of those things that it's just, like, it totally changes your perspective.
3: And, and I think the other thing about that as well is people... A lot of mission trips, oh, we're going to build this house mm-hmm. or we're going to build, you know, this water, whatever. So it's kind of, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. And I think yeah. that's a lot of things that happen with people who went, even in other mission trips and went to this mission trip. A lot of stuff, it wasn't doing stuff. It was like we we yeah. we stay with this awesome community, the Beatitudes community. Yeah. And a lot of times it's like we live their lives. Mm-hmm. Really? You know, yeah. so we woke up and we went to do morning prayer. <laughs> you know and it was like the morning period and, and it was yeah. funny because they had all this bunch of books with m- music notations yeah. and everything and, yeah and i was like oh, how are we gonna do this and you know like <laughs> and i i i saw like all the you know all the like music people like this is not we singing but it's not what is written any kind right. of stuff right but we had the experience you know, and then we went for breakfast and then you know we went either you know Scrape the floor or something, or you know, help them in their house. And then there was one day that we went to, uh, uh, to the family's house. So, you know, mm-hmm. the family went there and came there and speak Spanish. So she was able mm-hmm. to kind of repair up her with some people who didn't speak Spanish. So, but it was pretty cool to kind of see that kind of stuff. And it was like, just listen to their stories, you know, and they were yeah. so. They want to tell their stories to us, you know. Yes, and I Mm -hmm. found the Lord, you know, and and that changed my life. And they have pretty cool, I mean, they have like 24 hours adoration. Mm -hmm. So, so many, and it was like in a really poor area of the city, but people go 24 hours to adore the Lord. Mm -hmm. So, that was kind of a lot of, can you tell me a little bit about that, like like the prayer experience? Yeah,
1: yeah, and absolutely, I think you hit the nail on the head that I feel like a lot of times when we think of mission trips, we only think of, like, manual labor. But the important part of the mission trip is the encounter that you're having. If that encounter's not there, it's almost like there's no point in going because, like, yes, you did a service, but, like, you did a material service. Like, there was no actual encounter with Christ between you and another human being. And that was one of the coolest things, again, that I didn't expect, um, to be able to live the daily lives with the sisters and be able to encounter, like, what their service looks like each and every day. To be able to encounter people who are just going to the grocery store, but just standing there offering prayers and offering music, just to lighten everybody's day, like in whatever small way we could. Um, going over, I think, um, going to Ricardo and Maria's house, it was that was such a cool experience. Just you know, just like Father said, they were excited. To just share their lives, like they, if they could have, they would have talked for days straight just about <laughs> their lives because they were just so excited. Um, and I remember we had this one particular encounter in the marketplace. I had this small, and it was a one-on-one encounter um, with this one guy named Ernesto, and he just like was like, "Hey, like, who are all of you guys? Like, you're you're not from around here because obviously it's a pretty it's a pretty small town. Like, I think we know everybody. Like, <laughs> you're not here, from yeah. Here. Like, we stand out a little bit, <laughs> um, you know. And so and he asked me, he was like, what, what are you doing? And I said, oh, we're, we're students from the United States. We're here spending a week with, um, the sisters at the community of the Beatitudes. Um, and you know, we're just, you know, here to pray with you guys, to serve you guys in whatever small way we can. And he almost burst into tears, which was something I wasn't really expecting. Um, you know, especially cause it, it does kind of feel weird when you first get there, you see this community that is very very poor and you know that like your life back in the states like is not like that at all you know that like you can go to a grocery store that has actual floors not dirt floors um you know and you know that you can hop in your car to go anywhere and not have to worry about like oh can i afford this you know can i afford nice shoes all of these things like you don't really think about that here and yet here we are in this place and i you know just by saying like we're here This man is brought to tears. And so at first I was like, oh, shoot, did I like say something offensive or whatever? But he immediately was just like, do you have any idea how much it means that you care to be here, to know who we are, to hear our stories and to just literally be here and encounter Christ with us? Um, And it was something that like I think my heart just like skipped a couple beats because it was just like oh my gosh, yeah, this is so much more than the material things. This is so much more than the, you know, helping the community out in some sort of, like, physical way. It's just about being here and about encountering people in Christ, encountering people in prayer. And it was something that, like, really rocked my world. And I know coming back from that trip and going straight into COVID. I know I, it was a, it was an interesting trip, you know, doing all of our red eye flights. And then I had to drive nine hours to get back to Ohio, um, kind of like all in a row. And I remember getting back and just like having those experiences in my heart, going into this new time of transition and really realizing like how important our relationships are, how important our encounters are that like, even if you only meet somebody for one moment and you never see them again, that you have an opportunity to propose Christ in some way, shape or form, you know, like just simply asking somebody their name that goes so much further. Like that means so much more to somebody than we could ever imagine or ask for, you know, smiling as we walk past somebody on the street. It does so much more than we really give credit to. Um, And so like we have that opportunity to encounter here each and every day, whether it's somebody that you see every single day or you've never seen in your life, like you have that opportunity to propose Jesus in whatever small way that looks like. Um,
0: That was absolutely beautiful. That's the whole reason we're here. We we talk about telling stories so much, but the way you're an encounter, the way you lived it in Peru in that small place where you might've been, just to hear one person's story or however many, I think that's, that's the reason why we're here. And I think it sounds like you'll take that with you wherever you go. Um, That's just absolutely beautiful. Uh, Camden, thank you for being a guest on the show today and and sharing your thoughts on life. (laughs) Uh, Thank you to to, uh, Father Javon as well and everyone in our listening audience. We hope you just connected with what you heard today. And remember, you can find our show wherever you get your podcasts by searching Belonging for Young
2: Catholic Adults. This is Belonging on WBOU Nashville Catholic Radio.